Um, so, if you have a Bible and you want to you can turn to First Corinthians seven, like I said, like we talked about last month, you know, if there's people that you work with, you think would benefit from this conversation, regardless if they go to another church or not. I think please encourage them to come because all kinds of Help one another, help be Michelle uh, in the workplaces, the major places to do that. Um, so, First Corinthians 7, verse 17. Let each one live his life in the situation the Lord assigned by all of him. This is what I command all the um, obviously, we talked about last week how work matters. Um, work is not a necessary evil. God created us to work. Um, and so work is not something we do because of sin. Um, however, sin does affect work um, in a significant way. And we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the next month and month ahead about some of the issues with sin and work. Um, how we make work idle we don't work hard at all um, but I think what, what I want I don't know if, if Sean has anything else he wants to talk about but I want to talk about calling um, because I think this is an important topic that um, the church we don't do a good job of talking about we almost uh, create this environment that ministers or pastors are called but no one else is called which therefore separates work from spiritual work non-spiritual work. Uh, and spiritual work is more important than non-spiritual work. Um, and that is, that is bad. It's really bad. Um, not only is it not biblical, it makes those who are in spiritual work say they have a closer closer relationship with God yeah. because their work is more significant. I think it, it, it's really detrimental. And I think it hurts people's perspective <clears throat> as well. Yeah. Um, and so... I just want to have a conversation about does some work matter more than others? <clears throat> does some work matter? Does some work matter more? Than and even if you maybe 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 you don't maybe you uh, have thought that or maybe in the past you thought that or what do you think about that now? Well. Uh, I don't. Th I think I'm going a different place than you are here, mm -hmm. and so um, maybe maybe you can riff off this a little bit. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> wouldn't wouldn't you say that uh, parenting, for instance, is kind of work? Sure. That that's of more significance uh, over long haul than say gardening. Uh, gardening is important work. Sure. In its own respect. Sure. But um, maybe parenting. Has a great weight. You know what? What would we say? That, that yeah, and I, was, I wanted to talk more more about like vacation. So I don't know if, if we want to include. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it is a vacation, right? You're called to that work, um, and I think that work has societal impact too, right? If 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 a stay-at-home mom doesn't doesn't do that job well, and she doesn't. Yeah, she's a stay-at-home mom, but she neglects her kids. She doesn't teach her kids um, hardly anything. That's going to have some impact, right? I mean, how that child was raised, 
will impact school teachers and how school teachers respond to teachers. So it has a lot of impacts, and so I think within the within society, how a stay-at-home mom looks at her role and her job is significant to me. So, but does, does that matter more in the scheme of God's plan of history and God's plan for the future? Doesn't uh, in his uh, in Martin Lloyd Jones book, preaching and preachers, doesn't he make uh, the comment? Preaching being uh, the highest calling. Did he make some comment like that? I feel like he does. I feel like he does. He he took um, a lot of criticism in his life. He left it with the rest of us to become a preacher. And people gave him grief about it. Like, why would you leave the medical practice to become a preacher? Yeah. And I think he would respond by saying, because now I'm going to treat people's souls. Well, yes and no. In a sense, yeah. <clears throat> but in another sense, no. Because there's, there's no doctors helping take care of bodies and people. There's no people in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can do, no matter what the vocation is, like all of us is working with God's way to preach the gospel. Christian hospital it's really important like church that gospel preach and stuff, but also other churches need to be open in their lives everywhere. So that can be a high calling in all of our lives. Yeah, we can also have a different location than you know Yeah. It's a it's um yeah. I've this question really kind of is is curious to me because like even John Piper has made statements building off of actually what Martin Lloyd Jones said, that's what Reminded me because I was thinking of, and I and, um, asked Pastor John Podcast, I think is where it was. He was talking about, um, but someone asked him a question about that, whatever. And um, and he was basically, I think, taking Martin Lloyd Jones' statement of preaching being the highest calling uh, to mean like all of us are ought to do the thing that is the highest calling, which is. Preach the gospel, sure. um, but you don't have to be in vocational, in vocational ministry to do that. Right, right, right. And as an aspiration, well, I, I think it's a, it would be a mistake to say preaching is the highest calling that you ever had. Therefore, everyone should aspire to preach because don't we all want to have the most significant we possibly have? The most right. significant we possibly have? Like that uh, little syllogism is a mistake. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so. And I, so I, I think, um, so Ben Flora said one time, um, uh, he's like thought about seminary before, but he said he thinks part of why he's kind of had desires for seminary. Is that um, he feels like because he wants to have a deep relationship with Christ, because he... Um, feels called to lead in, in church because he, you know, um, all of those things. He feels like there's kind of an expectation that, that um, because he is a Christian in college, he's like a strong believer and 
and loves the Lord a lot, like there's an expectation that he should preach and he should go to the vocation ministry. But in reality, everybody in the church ought to be a strong believer in Christ that desires a deeper relationship with Christ and that desires to see the word of the Lord further. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they all should be in the vocation ministry. So, yeah, yeah, even just to be an active church member is a good and high calling um, that is for everybody, no matter what your vocation is. And he kind of said, I think that's, I think he's right. I think there's an expectation that when we see someone that is like a strong believer and we see um, any sort of leadership potential or even, you know, just, we think they are apt to, you know, uh, teach the word of God well, we immediately say, ah, they should be a preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because that's the highest vocation. Yeah, yeah, that's the greatest thing they could do with their gifts, you know. So, yeah. you know, lots of churches people who will like read Bibles and make some great things, and like sometimes you'll not get them. And you need some like simple things. I think where this is tough for me, and, and I don't, Matt, this is not. I'm not contradicting what you're saying. I, I just like I have this math problem that I'm trying to look at in my mind. And we all, like everybody, no matter who you are or what your roles are, everyone has different work they do in different contexts. And that different work that they do has some of it has more value than others. So like there are some things I do, uh, whether it's my family or my job or whatever, that are a task here that have a higher, they're more important tasks than others. So like we prioritize, I gotta do this first because it's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this second, second most important thing. So on and so forth. Um, in a sense, we're all kind of openly acknowledging that some work is more important than others. But even within one job description, there are gonna be things on that job description that are of greater weight than others. But that's not the same thing as saying that there's like a hard line between sacred work and sacred work. And sacred work is what's really valuable. And the secular work is just what you do so you can do the sacred work. That's a that's a mistake. There's no such distinction in nature or in God's work. I mean you got quite a I think you know, I, I'm with I'm with Sean on, this, on that. Like, um, and like Sean, I think I can also be on this. But when I compare like myself to somebody who is planning a church in an unreached nation, I think there is, and at least in a sense, a lot more um, kind of weight in what they are doing. Than um, I am doing. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but not that what I'm doing is or, or not what I'm called to do. Well, even to the point, and the guy, this guy, you tell him to go to church and reach nation. How does he? How does he go to the nation to reach them? Who gives him money that he can go? So if you just say that his job, there's more people going, there's more people that are supporting what he's doing, sure. that he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing without people's 
working their job at sure. a level. Sure. And I think there's more to it. Though. There's more to it than just that guy's job is more important because he's playing a church in the each nation. Maybe the problem is we think it's that guy's job and it's our job. Right. Mm-hmm. And what we should think is it's our job to reach that nation as well. And our our role in doing that means doing my factory job exactly. so that I can contribute to what he's exactly. doing. And so when I'm doing my factory job, I am contributing to the good of the world and to the kingdom of God yep. no less right. than what somebody else is doing. Right. I'm just doing it in a different capacity. Right. <clears throat> Which is where I think we want to end up. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. I do think that there can be a danger in that kind of thinking, though, where people go... Uh, well, I'm giving to this missionary, so therefore, that's my contribution to, to missions. Sure. Uh, and my giving is just as important as his going. So, I'm well, good. Well, we're not saying that giving is as important as go. We're saying that but someone's understanding that their place and their role and their job is, <clears throat> is just as important to mm-hmm. the kingdom of God as the guy who's playing the church and then. Because if, if that's not yeah. true, then if a guy is, then we should be training people only to be church planners in foreign nations. Yeah. Shouldn't we? I mean, what are, we, are we wasting our time here? Shouldn't we just go plant churches in another nation and stop wasting our time going to school to another nation? If it's more important. I, 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 I don't. Yeah. I'm certainly not saying that vocational work is unimportant, but I think even in even in making kind of the statements of like, uh, I work this job so I can support this mission in this unreached country, that is almost I in my mind and maybe, but uh, it's almost making that distinction of I work my secular job to support this spiritual work. Right. Um, it should be singularly that. Okay. Yeah, right. it should not be singularly right. that. I work at this. Church. I work at the factory so that that guy over there can go play his church. Yeah, okay. That's a bit narrow-minded. You know, it's a bit narrow thinking to think that's the only reason why you're not. Yeah. The guy's placed you here just to... Yeah. Just what, what do we think of, like, when, when Paul says in First Timothy, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task? Do you think there's any significance in that statement outside of just... Noble Yeah. So do you think, serious work, it's important. Work. So could there be any substit anything plugged in there instead of overseer to say to be if anyone aspires to be a uh, metal worker, he aspires a noble task. No? That's not what it says. I know I know it's not what it says, but like I don't know, I feel like there is at least some sort of reason Paul makes a point of saying, Hey, this is a noble Serious. I mean, as the qualifications say, it's this is serious. Where you don't, you don't just again, you don't raise up someone who's a young believer. Um, you don't, you don't, you're not quick to lay hands upon. Mm-hmm. It's a serious work. It's, it's Christ's church, and this person is going to be responsible in leading the church. Um, and and definitely need to be able to teach sound doctrine. They need to be one who is not angry or greedy or arrogant or someone who's above reproach. Um, these are these are serious qualifications for a serious role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what Paul's saying. I don't think that Paul's saying that this job is more important than any other job. I don't think that's what it's saying, though. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, somebody, I mean, someone can push back against that. I just don't read it that and say, I think, <laughs> like, even, like, even Paul, he worked, he was a tent maker, but he wasn't just a preacher. Yeah. 
Right. And, and so that was significant. And, and, and Priscilla and Aquilas, they were they worked that business as well. And they were church planters. They planted a church through their work. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think what what they did was significant, and you know they they were leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paul doesn't say you should leave your job, leave your role, right. and go do it. Right, for sure. And so I think that's that's something important to think about. Does it? Would would you agree with the statement that at least in some respect he has? He is saying that, like, this office, the office of overseer, there is at least a distinction between it and other occupations, other um, well, I mean, vocations yeah, I mean, or, or whatever. I mean, there's at least a distinction being made there. I think, in my opinion, within, within the church, I think there's a distinction between a deacon and an elder. Okay. There's also a distinction between a lay person and an elder. Okay. But uh, I, don't think we're, I don't think we should build a viewpoint from a vocational viewpoint of like vocation like work where Paul is, is arguing that ministry work is superior to the other work of this world that God created us all to God. God has created us to work. And then later on in the New Testament he says these guys they are they are more important. Because I mean you're even coming from a context that Jesus is arguing against Pharisees who literally thought their job was superior right. to everyone else, and that they got the chief seats yeah. to sit above. And um, and I think, and I don't think you're arguing, with, but throughout church history, that argument has this idea that monks and priests and bishops and popes were superior over everyone else, mm-hmm. and therefore they were closer to God. Yeah. Like that is. I certainly don't think, I mean, he says the office, I certainly don't think he's saying that people. Are better than other people because they're in the office, but so but so you would say he's making a distinction between offices in the church, overseer being one that is more noble than maybe other offices in the church. Well, it have to, um, but I think he's saying that it's, it's a task worth pursuing. So so the task. So there's a task. There there are tasks that are more important than other tasks, and I, I I would even go so far as to say I think there are jobs that are more important. Overall, to the health of the world, than other jobs. But our calling, what calling really is, is about finding the place, your place in the world, where you can make the, the most significant contribution with your set of skills, with your personality type, with your um, with your area of giftedness. And then I would say that because a person meets the qualifications of an elder, or is called to be an elder. Or another person over here doesn't meet those qualifications and is called to an entirely different set of things. That doesn't mean that this person is of more value than that person. Yeah. It just means that uh, they have they have different callings. Now it may be that in the providence of God that this particular pastor has a less significant calling than this person that's doing factory work or something because we don't know what God's going to do. Right. You know what I'm saying, like from a from the perspective of providence. Right. But I think it's okay to say that this job is so important that it has to be attended by a little bit closer eye yeah. and a little bit more narrow qualification than this one. Mm-hmm. Just like the CEO of the company is going to have to have a little bit more uh, in the way of qualification than somebody who's just a, mm-hmm. like a low-level supervisor or something like that. 
you know, you're, you're going to expect that. God value but the CEO cannot do his job if he doesn't have frontline supervisors that do their job. And so you've got to figure out whether or not you're wired to be a CEO or a supervisor. And if, you, if you're wired to be a supervisor, be the best supervisor you can be. Sure. And that contribution may be more significant even than what the CEO's sure. contribution is. Not that pastors are CEO. I, I, I'm the one in charge. Well, I, I think in our world, obviously, the president of the United States' job is more important than the undersecretary of agriculture. Okay, I get that. But does God value one more than the other? Right. That I think that's what does God value church planner and coordination over uh, guys who's working the garden? Is does God value? Does it glorify God anymore? That may be the slave. That actually makes the decisions that save the nation instead of the king or the pharaoh. It may be it may be one of the slaves that makes the decision that turns the tide of history, and not the and not the pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. that is an interesting question. Yeah, and and yeah. I want to make it clear: never in my argument, I'm saying that a person is of greater value in God's eyes because of their vocation or their calling than another person. But I, I want to I want to try and understand the distinctions that are being made. Because I still, you know, feel like there's a distinction in some sense uh, that that the office of an overseer um, is in some sense at least set aside from other. Sure, set aside, but then, then, no, no, I don't. Yeah. But there's a distinction there. I don't yeah. know what that is, and that's what I want to know. I think the distinction there, but does if, if you're not a pastor, but you're you're a lay leader, you're a lay leader of church. Yeah. A tent church, and you you work in the florist. Does God value the pastor over the florist? No, no. And I think, but I think the problem with this this discussion throughout history was the answer was yes. The answer was yes. The priest, the pastor, the bishop, the monk was more valuable to God than you, and you just unfortunately they got it called. Yeah, which is obviously a problem. It's yeah. obviously the problem. But Moses had the most has the, had the most historically significant role in the nation of Israel up to the time of Christ. But Moses probably wasn't the best man no. in the history of Israel no. up to the time of Christ. Well, he didn't even want the job. He didn't want the gig. You know. And Paul had the most as far as the apostles go. He was more significant than the other apostles. With, as far as his influence goes, sure. As far as I can tell, right. I mean, the Gospels, you know, if, 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 uh, well, yeah. But that doesn't mean that Paul was the most righteous, or the most valuable, or even had the best relationship with God of all of the apostles. You know, we, we I mean, John seems like he probably had a closer walk with Christ than any of the other apostles. Maybe Peter, Peter faltered publicly. We, John never faltered publicly. Right. They boiled him in the oil. He was one of the cross. And left him for dead. Yeah. You know, and he just, he was cool with that. Yeah. He was all right. <clears throat> but uh, he, he had uh, a less significant role historically than Paul. Yeah, right. Um, well, I wanted to pay to this point of calling, though. Who calls who? God calls us to... Particular task assigns us as perfected sons. So if God is calling us, then that, that's the purpose of the work, right? If the God is calling us to do a particular task, then He places us and assigns us in a particular place. Therefore, that that work is for His glory, not our own. 
So therefore, it is significant, though, because God called you to. So God has particularly sovereignly placed you there for his purposes, and for his will, for his reasons. So therefore, there's significant purposes with it, regardless of what we may value it as. You know, if you're a secretary leading the president of the United States, we may say, well, one's far more valuable than the other. But God's called the secretary to that communication for his glory, for whatever reason, then his perfect wisdom. Yeah, I mean, that's significant. And God is more pleased with an undersecretary who performs his duties more faithfully in a more honorable way than a president who who is less faithful, less honorable, even if he's not necessarily a bad president. Right. The Lord can still be more pleased than one done a lesser, or in that sense, less important job more faithfully than one than a more important job done. So going back maybe to our original conversation though a little bit, how should we choose a job though? Like so, obviously we're gonna like you said, some tasks are more valuable than others. Someone have some have more more significant influence. But come back to the idea that God has assigned us to a different situation. We see for Corinthians, God has called us. Uh, our work, whatever work it is, is for His glory. So what should we consider when considering our vocation? How should we help people? You're like, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what God's will for me. What do I want to do? Should we say, I mean, we'll, we'll find a place that you get to make more much money. And that's where we're going. <laughs> we're all going to be investment bankers. Yeah, we're all going to be stock traders. That's right. We're all going to be like, on that. We're all going to be characters <clears throat> in the Wall Street movie. <laughs> 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 Hanging out with uh, Gecko. So how, how should we choose a job? What things should we consider? And this idea of calling. Well, I go ahead, Lisa. Well, something I've been thinking about is like it's kind of this underlying idea that everybody has a like a calling that they're working in or mostly working, and some people go through their whole lives working like jobs just because the circumstances just place them in like that's not their calling. They wouldn't say, but that's just what they have to do to make ends meet, or that's just they didn't get a job in their career they wanted, um, and so. I don't know if those people, I don't think, should feel like I'm missing God's calling. Like, they should look at what their calling is within that context and that job that they're in at that time and realize that God's going to use them and be open and let God use them there. And then another thought I had that was a little different, like, just to give a different perspective, if we believe that the highest calling is being a preacher, then at least 50% of the population feels go. like we <laughs> just miss out on the highest calling God could possibly have on a life. Because I can't do that. And my calling, my calling must be lower than Matt's calling because he has the highest calling and I can't do that. Like, you know? So you don't want to <laughs> make it. But I still think the highest calling is. Um, to be a witness and to share Christ with people and to follow God faithfully. And you can do that in a lot of different contexts. But I did, I mean, I wouldn't disagree though that there is like a lot of significant importance in preaching the gospel and being faithful to that and doing it correctly and preaching the whole gospel and, you know, so those are just kind of like, um, I think a lot of times, I think it's exactly like what Lisa was saying. People will think, oh, really, God's called me to be. 
I think uh, I think uh, like uh, like Josh Myers, like we were talking about earlier. He's like, no, God's called me to do evangelism and to be a missionary. Uh, so right now I'm just working at Starbucks until I can achieve the calling God really has on my life. You know, when in reality, in my opinion, that the way to know, you know, what the Lord has called you to is to ask yourself, where am I right now? Yeah. That is what the Lord says. I am. I am. Brilliant. Yeah. That's what the passage says. Yeah. And it's, hmm, it's, this is a weird conversation for me because I feel like I, I hold both positions at the same time. Like, I totally agree with what you're saying. That there isn't a calling more important than another calling from one perspective. Right. Then from another perspective, I would say it's more important that you're a good mother, Lisa, than it is that you are a good cook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's more important that, that you are a good father right. than it is you're a good uh, weedier. Right, 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 right. Or maybe you cook for you. Right. No, not that cooking is, you right. know, it could go either way. But like, uh, so, so you have to choose one thing. To invest your time in, invest your time in your kids, and not in becoming a culinary genius. Right, right. But at the same time, God has called some people to become culinary geniuses, and maybe they're infertile. You know, maybe maybe they're men who are single that aren't married, and they're called to be culinary geniuses. Is their life's work of no significance because they can't have kids? Right. <laughs> Yeah. Or because they're not married. There's like That's not right. Falls you know, they suck like you're going to say a single bottom. person's life doesn't have significance. Jesus was a single person. He never was a parent. Right. So how can you say parenting is the most important location that a person can have? Right. And yet, if you were going to prioritize, yeah. you would prioritize your parenting even above your ministry. But even, but even if you prioritize your parenting to the extent of your parenting, you'd be fired and you wouldn't have any money to feed your kids. And so That's there's true. Like, there's just like, yeah. there's this... Yeah, it, everything is about. It's a balance, and I think we go, we go. Well, this is the most important, but yeah, it's important. But this is still important. Yeah. You know, it's still valuable that you are confident in your job and you work hard, in that you do the next to see, or you won't be able to shelter your feet, clothes. Yeah, and, and, and aren't we aren't we lucky that we live in day and age? We can have a discussion about meaningful work rather than um, being involved in a frontline tribal conflict with a neighboring tribe that wants to kill us, take our food, right. and deprive us of mm-hmm. our property, land, and everything like that. Really and cool. and, and you know, like, that was the situation that a lot of humanity, maybe the majority of humanity, lived in yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have the luxury of having a debate about right. the significance of yeah. life. Yeah. They had to survive it. Yeah. And their survival, um, like, you know, Noah's grandkids and their survival is why we we're around to have significance. Yeah. You know, and so, like, one of them was really good with a spear. And he killed a bunch of people with a spear so that I could have this conversation right. about how meaningful it is, you know, yeah. to be a chef yeah. or something like that. So, do we even have any way of knowing yeah. the significance of life? And uh, so, R.C. Sproul talks about, it, you know, this is a common way that people will phrase it. Like, what's the Lord's will for my life? Is it the Lord's will that I should uh, be a, a pastor? Or is it the Lord's will that I should be a, a skin repairer? Or is it, isn't that what you do? 
something like that. You do something skills. Power. Power. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. He's sensitive about whether or not you call the skids. Yeah, yeah. You have definite opinions about what you call yeah. the Yes. Whether you, uh, is it the Lord's will that I should do that? Is it the Lord's will that I should uh, do whatever? And R.C. Sproul's answer is, well, what are you good at? Right. You know, because the Bible doesn't give us any hints as far as what vocation I should do. But he has given us skills and abilities right. within which we ought to work and, and do well and right. gifts and abilities that he's given us. Right. That's how we determine his will for us is what are we good at and what are we qualified to do. Right. And also, in addition to that, what are we passionate about? What do we like to do? Um, just like when we ask the question, is it, is it the Lord's will that I should marry uh, Sally or uh, Hannah? And R.C. Sproul's answer is, what do you like more? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Would you> rather... <laughs> That's how you figure out the answer to that question. There's, there's an old, somebody asked Luther, how do I know God's will for my life? And he said, well, you love God, and do what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you want? And maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's a good question. What yeah. do you want to do? Yeah. There are lots of people that want to go into ministry because they want the position, the notoriety, right. or the significance. Right. They don't give two rips about ministry itself. They don't love ministry. Like people they love nature. notoriety. Or a position, yeah, or, or something like paycheck. that. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, you like these notorious stories about like medieval Catholicism, or whatever. Yeah. Like these cardinals, or it was they, like a political exchange. You came from the right family, you became a cardinal, or whatever. And uh, these people weren't interested in ministry; they were interested in position. Right. And so, if you want to do the work, that's probably what calling looks like. Calling looks like something you desire. To I think absolutely. I think it would be wrong to like find someone who is obviously gifted and really good at something, and they're like, maybe they started their little business when they were fourteen, and they're just like so good at like, business stuff. They want to go into business, and like, you should want to be a pastor because yeah. that's the highest calling under like anyone's right. life. It's like, yeah. oh, I love. I know, this is yeah, you're saying money. Is anybody a Jane Austen fan? I'll admit, as a man, I know it's not really supposed to be cool. Jane Austen. Like, he likes but like, the whole, the whole thing that was like Jane Austen's thing was uh, a lot of it was like uh, you marry for love, you marry for status. Yeah. Or, or why do you even have to marry at all? By the way, like, right. you know, those are all the kinds of questions that she. Asked in things that she had written, mm-hmm. and um, if you even if you watch like you know, read them, like even if you watch uh, Pride and Prejudice or something like that, there's all of this family and this cultural pressure to get married to a person of status because of what that can mean for your family, what that can mean for your future, your children, all of those things. But um, that was like almost a matter of survival. And she writes in such a way to kind of deconstruct that as the way you make your decisions, you know. And like, what is it that you want? That's what you should pursue. Not what is the most expedient at the time. And uh, I think that applies. Because there are lots of people that I would say that with who wanted to be pastors. They did not want to pastor. And um, that's the, you know, that's the, that's a problem. 
That's a problem. I, there are people at work that want to be managers. They don't want to manage anything. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be a manager. You just want a bigger paycheck. Yeah. Just say, That's I want a bigger true. paycheck, yeah. and then go work as a, a network engineer or something. Yeah. You don't ever have to even look at another person. You stare at a screen, and you do oh, magic work there. The you can make a good living at that. Yeah. But don't say you want to be a manager just because you think you're going to get paid more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can say something, Kyle? Well, the funny thing about going to Oakland City, and you're surrounded by people who are the same major as you, and one of the pastors are called the pastor, or that's the of them that I graduated with in 2013. I think only one went on to pastor. Oakland City's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's my age. He immediately went into a church, and got married, and had a divorce, and then fell through, and then he did a pastor it was a significant heartbreak when I heard about that, but still, I think there's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, which is how it's it's incredibly expensive, and then people rack up all this debt to go into the pastor, and you leave there, and you're like, and Turns out I'm not even equipped to be a maybe, pastor. Maybe I should go, yeah, that, but other than that, like, the financial endowment yeah.
Maybe I should, you know, I mean, work for my family's business, yeah, because there's just, generally speaking, you shouldn't spend a lot of money to go to school. Yeah. And I'm just, and if you're going into the future, that's kind of a bad thing, too. Sure. <laughs> that's a kind of a catch point too, for that whole situation. That's right. Um, I know you have to leave. I, I, I don't know that person. Yeah. Uh, I did want to say there's one because because the only thing this that this does bring up is a question for somebody like Robert. Yeah, sure. It's uh, a great great example. Who is in a situation where he hates what he does? If he's asking the question, what do you enjoy? Are you in the same situation? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you enjoy? Well, not what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but yet, the Lord has you there, and so I think there's a, a very real sense in which you can say you are called to be there. Because the Lord has you there, and even when you're trying to get out, you're not out yet. Um, and the question is then, am I called to work at Toyota? Uh, or to work at, what is it, WSI. WSI. Am I called to work at WSI? Question, yeah. Are those people called to do that, even though they hate it? What's the Let me ask you this. What's the implication in your job if you do a bad job? Yeah, people could die. Yeah. So if call or not, I mean, I don't do it not, but like, if I don't do a good job, people's lives are on the line. So there's just a community there. I think priority number one is not passion, but if you do the job and do it well, um, and do you see a sense where if I don't do a good job, that it could affect people's lives? And if, if Robert has a bad job and, and doesn't do cars the way that to spec, customers, People can die, but I don't think people think about that level. They think, well, my job doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Somebody's in another car, of course it matters. I think that's a huge part of this. Like, I think if people are in jobs that like have zero significance in the world, I mean, so again, sometimes you might just do a paycheck and it's fine. Yeah. But um, there are certain jobs you say are bad and don't do that. Like, sure. That actually harms people. Don't I'll work do at one of the places that take your paycheck, you could, like take advantage of poor people, yeah. uh, crash in the day. Hey, someone said I'm going to work at the, the horse racing track. That's how you prove the most work there. So, I mean, there are times that I've got it. And a lot of other jobs are fine. There's a story that Paula talked about in follow up. He says that there, you remember, I don't know if you remember, they did a movie, that, that airplane that took off from Honolulu, New Zealand, and that they got a whole cabin plane. Like for the one right on that? No, no, no. This is like early. This is like in the nineties. But like a, a crack started to appear and then during during flight and all that, the whole expansion people stuck out the plane. So the pilot he landed the plane and saved you know planes and you know people like saved as many people as he could. And then Keller talks about he, he was a Christian and he said like what did you do in that situation? He goes I said a quick prayer and I got my job. Mm-hmm. He said, the last thing that person needs to be doing is, is, the pilot, is to go to the back and make sure everyone's okay. And how can I pray for you today? Yeah. The best thing for him to do is land the plane. Yeah. That's his job. That's, and so for him, the best thing he could do to help people and to serve people and to glorify God is to land the plane. Mm-hmm. And I think... There's no one answer, is there? And, and, and maybe that's it. There, there is no answer. Yeah. There's no idealistic principle that you can apply and smear it across every possible vocational decision. Exactly. And yeah. be true. Yeah, exactly. It's just, if you have to have wisdom in situation. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. What was the most important thing in the world that you're doing? 
was to fly that thing, fly that thing. the best anybody could ever fly. Right. And if he had done anything other than that, he would have been derelict in his duty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think helping people think about that, their competency, understand passion, understand like desire, but that's what God had you do your job, do it well, and see how it works. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue your passion. I think that's I think that's a good point. Yearning is like pain. It's designed in us by God in both directions. So if you yearn for something, you should, you know, career-wise, you should work towards it. Uh, there's a quote that I there's even a sense of fulfillment in that, isn't there? Like, yeah. yeah. They'll settle, but like, do your job well. If, if you're able to dance, that you can, you know, help more people. Serve more people, you know, lead. I think we should. We should. I, I, I have a quote. I, I'm a huge Eric Little fan. He was a kid, a man, and he used to watch Church Fire and just love the story. And then he became a missionary and got on the field and now, and yeah, just a, like man's man. Again, he's about man question and like my Eric Little. Um, his father, who was a missionary in China, right? He said, he wrote this. I think, I think uh, in, in regards to like, you know, he was struggling, Eric was struggling with should he pursue ministry and be a missionary or, or go to the Olympics. God had given him those gifts of running, he was excellent at it, he was fast, and, and there, was a, there was a lot of conflict. Should he just go on the mission field, go to China, or should he run? And he decides to run. And he struggles with what glorifies God more, running or being on the mission field. And he comes up with saying that God is pleased with his running because he does it well, he does it fast, mm -hmm. and he God is glorified because he not only is he successful, but he's proving God's design of him, you know, that God uniquely gives you to run and run fast and do it his glory and But his father said, You can praise the Lord by peeling a potato if you fill it to perfection. I think it's his sister. Yeah, sister man. This is all over. Him. What does he say? God made you for made you for a reason or something like yeah, that. Yeah, God made me for a reason. Trying to push him for his ministry and he said, Yeah, but he also made me fast. Yeah. He also made me fast. He also made me really fast. <laughs> so I I I have to hang hey, yeah. out. Sorry. <clears throat> Thank you all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See ya. See ya. Oh, good See ya. Well, have a good one too. You, you too. Any other, any other thoughts or comments you want to make? I think there's a lot to this. I need to provide more in-depth talks. Like, if you talk about little, I mean, um, the one good thing is like he did stick with his like Christian convictions because he was he was convinced that he should not grow up on Sundays, like that was his day of rest. He hasn't talked to the world family. And, uh, yeah, he ended up not running that day. And it's like, well, you know, that was like his strong conviction as a Christian. And that would have been less glorifying God if he had been like, well, I'm bad when he was running. Yeah. Was yeah. running. Right. Like, no, there's a, there's a limit here. Like, yeah. my first purpose is to glorify God by doing everything I do within this Christian context. Yeah. What was so interesting about that, it was just the heat. It's like, I and mean, it's significant, right? It's, and the whole scheme of it. He could have said, you know, I'll just run this in the heat. It's like, you know, you know, you know, you know.
but like go to church before or after, yeah. which I think actually it's okay if that's your conviction. I'm still going to worship God in bed. Yeah, I'm going to do a run. Like, tons of people run in the mornings before they go to church. And, like, mm-hmm. that's not yeah, seeing yeah. stuff. But his conviction it's was, this, I don't run. Yeah. So, any other thoughts or anything? We're going to talk about a lot more. I have a lot more on here. But, uh, I feel like 20 pages. Yeah, that's 20 pages. But just two. Okay. <laughs> With all from the No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We got to say things. People are taking What's up, Yeshua? So. We're just getting ready to pray. Communion. Oh, yeah. My job is very fulfilling in a lot of ways. My job at the hospital is very fulfilling in a lot of ways. Yeah. Very frustrating in a lot of ways. Just with the people I work with and the uh, hours I have to work because all the times are frustrating. A lot of things, but also just yeah. very blessed to have the job. God, you're so good to us in providing work and providing an avenue for us to, to bring you glory and honor even outside of our worship uh, corporately as a, as a church. Uh, throughout the week, we have opportunities every single day, every single hour to bring you glory and to worship you in what we do. God, may that be the motivation, not uh, making money, not climbing the corporate ladder, even though those are fine things in and of themselves, Lord. May our motivation for why we do what we do be to bring you glory and honor and to worship you. God, these questions that we that we raised today are not easy questions, even though uh, there may be some easy answers that people can spout off, uh, like what R.C. Spohl and Eric Little and these guys can do. But God, this, to, to act like these are just simple, easy things to work through, I think is... Uh, somewhat of a fallacy, Lord. That, uh, these are hard issues that Christians need to work through, need to uh, seek answers to. And I'm glad that we are and that we are looking for answers for how we can best glorify you uh, in our work, in our vocation. Uh, so God, I pray for each one. Pray for Kyle as he's looking for a new job and Mariah with her job. Frustrations there. Pray for, uh, for Lisa as she has uh, a lot on her plate of work and, and maybe co-workers that aren't working to the best of their ability. Pray that would help her to, to graciously and lovingly, uh, for the sake of the people at stake, that she would uh, do what she can to correct those those issues. I've got to thank you for my job that I have at the hospital, to be able to serve uh, people in need, 
and it's just a blessing from you, uh, in spite of all the frustrations that come along with it. We thank you and praise you uh, for this place that we have to come meet, open up our Bibles to study you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.